Welcome to the Christine Means Business Podcast. My name is Christine Hansen and I'm a business consultant helping entrepreneurs to scale their business without working more through wonderful team management, leadership and strategy. Together with fellow experts or my own, this podcast is designed to share the most actionable tips, pieces of wisdom and anecdotes that will help you to avoid any mistakes that will cost you time or money to grow your business. It is my absolute joy to share that knowledge with you to help you for your ultimate success. You will get a new episode every two weeks and there's loads of free materials on my website christinemeansbusiness.com. So go ahead and check that out and I'm looking forward to hear your feedback and please don't forget to give us a couple of stars if you enjoy what you've been hearing on your podcasting platforms. And without further ado, let's start the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Christine Mint's Business. And today I am not on my own. I have a wonderful, super wise guest with me. And this is Jenna O. I'm, I'm just going to call you Jenna O because you have Great. a little bit of an exotic surname. <laughs> And I'm probably like going to butcher it. So we're going to go with Jenna O. Sure. And she is a marketing expert and Pinterest specialist for online coaches, course, created and course creators and service providers. She started working online in 2016 as a virtual assistant. And upon discovering that a client was leveraging Pinterest to get leased and sell her services, Jenna went all in on the platform. She has since developed a specialization in Pinterest marketing for lead generation. And now she helps her clients and students automate list growth so they can automate a steady stream of target leads for their courses and programs and set themselves up for a long-term business success. And yes, she does that with Pinterest. She's a mission <laughs> to spread the word. When set up properly, Pinterest can attract soulmate clients with a small investment of time each month. So I am really excited to chat to Jana today because we have been using Pinterest quite successfully with Sleep Like a Boss for six to eight months, I'd say. It uh -huh. was never on our radar because mm -hmm. like most of you out there, we are bombarded at the moment with Instagram, I guess is considered the really hot platform. When we started out, it was Facebook. And then you, some of you are doing Twitter. That was never, and Europe Twitter is a lot less than in the US. So it was never my game. But I feel Pinterest was always this thing, but mainly let's put it for decoration or arts and crafts or the latest brownie recipes. So we were really, really surprised when we saw how much traction we got on LinkedIn, uh, on Pinterest and how much yeah we can click through through Pinterest. So I really believe that Pinterest is an amazing, cheap alternative actually, because especially for health and wellness coaches, Facebook is very tricky. Um, right now we are in a pandemic as we're recording this and you can see it even further that the health sector is not easy in Facebook. I was sleep like a boss for sleep. It was impossible to create ads. They were immediately blocked because it had the word sleep and Facebook connected that with sex. And so it was immediately banned. So I had to always complain and then they would allow it, but I never had a huge relevance score because they would just censor it basically. So in, with health, they are very, very thickly with that. So that has become a really, really expensive kind of 
funnel there. Instagram still works well, I believe, but Pinterest is just this little underdog and I'm really, really excited <laughs> to learn more about it. Yeah. So about your journey, you started as a virtual assistant. Tell me a little bit yeah. about that aha moment when you realized there's a thing that could really work. How yeah. Did <laughs> yeah, I think I know I had a moment where I had a shift in my thinking about Pinterest. Um, and I really went from thinking of it as just a platform that is visual, that is for fun, to thinking about it as a potential, you know, a place where coaches, service providers can get leads and clients. And that happened because I was working at the time, um, and I still am actually, uh, with a, a woman who is actually, she's a kind of an advanced entrepreneur and she's a coach. She also has courses and she also is a high level service provider. She also does um, some VIP service, you know, high level work. So she's all three. And um, I looked at her lead generation strategy as I was getting more and more into her business and I was managing her Pinterest account for her. Uh, I mean, back then it wasn't really managing. I was sort of just, you know, helping her with it. Um, and of course that's evolved. Um, and I just realized that I, I learned that the vast majority of her website traffic, the vast majority of the leads that she was getting, the traffic to her lead magnets that were high converting lead magnets, all was coming from Pinterest. And to this day, you know, it's still her number one uh, lead generation source. It's still her number one traffic source. And for uh, the clients that I work with and the students that I teach in my course, if when they follow the process, essentially, it almost always becomes Pinterest almost always exceeds and um, basically eclipses all of their other traffic sources. So it's, uh, it's very powerful. Um, the main shift I think that people have to sort of make is starting to think of it rather than like social media, but mm -hmm. think, of it, think of it as the search engine that it is. And we can talk about that a little bit more, but mm -hmm. it's, it's a search and discovery platform. Yes. And um, I have a little bit to say about, you know, what that's like and how you approach it as a search and discovery platform as opposed to like social media. So I teach people about that. And that's usually the first kind of shift that people need to make or that aha moment that people have when they realize how powerful it can be for their business. I totally agree. I'm mm -hmm. a huge huge fan of free traffic, right? I mean, yep. especially as a business coach, um, coaching people in the health and wellness sector, you know, we don't always have the biggest budget when we start out no. or yep. we've burned all our money on some quick fixes that actually weren't quick fixes and then you're yeah. broke. So yep. <laughs> um, spending huge money on one Facebook ad to go to one webinar, I've done it and it mm -hmm. never worked. Like mm. it just hasn't. And if you look mm -hmm. at the real pros, they have a huge budget to do it. Mm -hmm. yep. So my, I always preach that content is number one and mm -hmm. PR for me, PR and, you know, getting quoted on mm -hmm. media outlets and so forth are great because they give mm -hmm. you backlinks and Google yeah. is always your number one referral. Yeah. So Pinterest is very similar though, similar to YouTube. Yep. Haven't quite figured out YouTube yet. I have to say I tried it and we tried yep. Pinterest and YouTube at the same time. Ooh, okay. some, mm -hmm. some kind of, you know, optimizations, yep. Pinterest one, like by miles, you know, yep. so we decided to focus more on that. Mm -hmm. But I do absolutely believe, you know, if you want to have success, you need to rank highly. People need to find you. And in order to do mm -hmm. that, you need to create mm -hmm. content so that you yep. can be trusted and yep. the great ways to do that is to have people find you. So for me, yes. it was always Google, but Pinterest and Google are actually really closely 
matched. So work us a little bit through that once people Mm -hmm. understand, okay, I need to do steady stream of content. And you have lots of tips on that on the blog, actually, um, Mm -hmm. on my masterclass about that. But how Mm -hmm. does Pinterest help? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I'm a huge proponent of content as well. I think content is just, you know, it's the, it's, it's, it's the essence. It's our storefront when we work online and we don't have a store where people are, you know, walking in, we don't have foot traffic. Um, our content is kind of like our storefront. So it's really, really important. Um, that being said, I also recognize that a lot of coaches and course creators um, and service provider types, um, and actually let me back up a step. There are a lot of people who use Pinterest for business who aren't coaches and course creators and consultants, people like Etsy store sellers um, who, you know, make products, um, uh, prolific food bloggers who are blogging, you know, every day or four or five times per week. Um, and those people do great on Pinterest. I actually don't, I don't work with people like that. I only work with coaches and course creators and service providers. So everything I talk about is really thinking about, you know, us, uh, coaches, course creators, service providers. Mm-hmm. So I recognize that, you know, people in this field, we have clients that we're working with. We have other marketing channels that we're also working on. We aren't able to do Pinterest you know, every day of the week, 24 seven. So I, I teach a very minimum viable Pinterest strategy and that makes me a little different. And I have some, sometimes I have like some unpopular opinions about Pinterest, but the things that I talk about and teach work. Um, so, but basically it's important to think of it as um, like a, it's a search and discovery platform. And so the biggest mistake I think that people make is that they try to approach it like social media. They've had some success on Instagram. They've had some success on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever social media they like. And they turn to Pinterest because they hear you can get clients there and they believe that their <laughs> ideal clients are on the platform, which is true. If you look at the stats, you know, you mm-hmm. have mostly women, you have women with a more expendable income. Um, and so they try to approach it like social media and um, generally when you do that, you know, it doesn't work that way. So unfortunately (laughs) people fail and then they think, oh, well, Pinterest doesn't work for my niche or, you know, it's not going to work for me for whatever reason. So, but getting back to the idea that it's a search and discovery platform, I think that's the best way to describe it. Pinterest actually calls itself a search and discovery platform. And I think that that's the first thing that you really need to be aware of. So number one, it's a search engine. And the one, the amazing thing about that is that when you have a consistent Pinterest strategy in place, women who are searching for topics and things that are directly related to and exactly about the things that you teach about in your content, that you teach about in your free offers, and that you teach about in your paid offers. When women search those things, if you have this consistent strategy in place, they can find you and your content and your offers on Pinterest. So when you talk about how important content is, we only have, you know, we, we create content, but we don't have to be, and I believe as um, coaches, course creators, service providers, we need to create high quality content, but I also think the quality is more important than quantity when it mm-hmm. comes to content. Mm-hmm. And if you're creating cornerstone content and you're maybe blogging, you know, um, I'd say once would be the minimum, twice, three times a month, um, you can, Pinterest is one way that you can uh, amplify that content and get it in front of more people. And because it's a search engine, you can get it in front of people, women who are actually already searching Mm -hmm. for the content that you've created. And that's amazing. That's so powerful. And it's so different than social media where certainly you're making connections with people, but when you post something, probably, I mean, let's be real, the majority of people who find it aren't necessarily either interested in it or it's not the right time for them Mm -hmm. to be, you know, taking action on it. 
Whereas on a search engine like Pinterest, you know, like Google to some degree, and also honestly, like, like YouTube as well, but that's another story. Yeah. When you, when you, someone searches on a platform like that and they find your information, they're in that moment looking for the solutions that you offer, yes. looking for that right then and there. So they're going to be a more action taking audience, which is exciting. Um, the second part of that real quick is that it's, it's a search, not just a search engine, but a search and discovery platform. And so what's great, another piece of Pinterest that's so amazing is that people are on there, women are on there looking to discover and be inspired. They're yeah. looking for ideas um, about how to make their lives better, about how to make their businesses better. They are open-minded and they're open to taking action when they find the solutions that fit them and their lives and their businesses. And that paired with the fact that there's that timing piece where they're looking for your content and your particular keywords, mm -hmm. if you will, um, at that moment, that's so powerful because they're in this mindset where they're looking for a solution and they're open to it. Agreed. So it makes that audience a very action-taking audience. Um, again, if you set it up correctly and you're <laughs> connecting. Yeah, if you're, getting your, if you're setting it up in a way that is um, strategic and getting in front of the right people. Um, so that's, that's the kind of the whole thing, but that, so it's the search piece and the discovery piece put together that make it so powerful. I agree. I mean, and that's why you have to, and I'm droning on and on about this, but you have to <laughs> be crystal clear on who you are, what you do and who you talk mm -hmm. to. And mm -hmm. it seems obvious, but yep. so many people I talk to, they never really went through a proper, I, when I say branding, it's always a little bit of a dangerous word because a lot of people right. misunderstand what branding means, but basically right. really a process of discovering what your voice is, what your tone is, who you want to work with. The scary yeah. bit of niching down, which a lot of people right. don't want to do because they right. want to help everyone. Yeah. And I talk more in detail about that on my blog as well. So we don't have to go into it here, but that is the key thing because 100%. just as precise yeah. as you are, are the people on Pinterest typing this in. And that's why I'm always saying, whatever blog post you write, the title has to be, I say Googleable or Pinterestable. Yeah. It doesn't matter, yeah. but it <laughs> needs to be a sentence that is in the words of the person who's literally yeah. just spontaneously sitting down and typing yeah. it in. Yeah. And so that is something that I find works so well with Pinterest. Yep, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And my clients and my students who are specific about who they want to be talking with um, and who they want to find their content, they are the ones that absolutely do the best on Pinterest. Um, mm -hmm. And it's interesting. So I can, I can give you a little bit of an example of that. Um, I, one of my clients who's a health coach is um, she does help people lose weight. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's the fact of the matter. That's really what people are hoping to do when they find her. Um, and she, so she's actually, she's an Indian American woman who, when she was growing up, she ate very spicy foods that her mom, you know, prepared and that she learned to prepare oh, as well. I know who you're talking you know, about. She's a friend yeah? of mine, actually. No way, really? <laughs> oh, really? That's great. Yeah. Um, and as she, um, when she, you know, had her own family and wasn't cooking those foods anymore, she noticed her body was changing and that she wasn't feeling the same way. And so she reincorporated all of those very spicy foods back into her diet and everything changed for her. And she's, you know, you know her, she's amazing and she's, you know, looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um, she, you know, her, her body is like incredible. It's like just amazing. Um, and she's the sweetest, most, you know, yeah. amazing person too. Just like beautiful on the inside and the outside. Um, but anyway, so 
when we were setting up her Pinterest profile, we don't necessarily want to just get in front of women who are searching how to lose weight. I mean, certainly mm -hmm. that's great, but the more action-taking audience for her are going to be the people who are searching for things around mm -hmm. increasing mm -hmm. metabolism and um, yes. decreasing inflammation and learning to de-bloat. And if they're searching for things like turmeric recipes and spicy fat-burning food yes. or do spices really burn fat, things like yeah. that, that's going to be a more action-taking audience for her than someone who just is you know, Googling or Pinteresting, yeah, how to lose weight. Because if she gets her information in front of someone who wants to lose weight and resonates with her, but, you know, they really just want to eat salads with some chicken on them and they're not interested in spicy foods and they're not interested in cooking <laughs> at home, then those people might get on her email list. But, you know, first of all, they may never even click through to her content, but then even if they do click through and get on her email list, they may not take action on her offers mm -hmm. because they're going to be like, well, I don't really like spicy food, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> that's, the, that's an example of getting niched and getting specific and how that works for someone on Pinterest, mm -hmm. uh, just like it works in the Google, you know? Exactly. Ecosystem. And I think that's also what you need to be smart in terms of looking at what else people might have in their orbit right now. So for sleep, yep. it was pretty easy because I could, I had a board with, or we still have actually, mm -hmm. uh, a board with bedroom environment, right? So yep. we even have mm -hmm. interior design for bedroom. And the thing is, mm -hmm. if people yep. click through and get to the profile, they see all these different boards and then they might also see, oh, she actually also deals with insomnia. How mm -hmm. handy, you know, mm -hmm. or here are the top 10 mattresses or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. So mm -hmm. it's really the way that you should build your content anyway, that it makes sense that there's some strategy yeah. behind it instead of right. just throwing mm -hmm. stuff out there. Your Pinterest is similar, I feel, in terms of strategy, that everything yeah. is somehow connected. So if someone lands there, you yes. can guide them. And either they stick around or not, and that's totally fine. Yep. But I think that's a little bit like the spider web that you want to get them yep. in. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Um, another great example, I work with an online dating coach and, you know, we know her clients love fashion, but we don't want to just have a board that's like, you know, fashion or, you know, yes. style for, you know, whatever. So what we did is we made a, a, a date night outfit. Uh, board. Mm. So she she yeah. pins fashion stuff there, but it's all about date night. So if someone's searching for date night outfits and they find her information, and then they like one of the pins on the board, then the way Pinterest works, and this is kind of advanced, but is the next day, Pinterest might show them other pins from other boards of hers in their feed. Yeah. And maybe that pin is, you know, how to optimize your online dating profile. And she's like, oh, wow, yeah, I would like to do that because I just got these hot new date night outfits. And, you know, I want to, um, maybe that's the timing right now. People probably aren't going on too many hot dates right now with the, uh, with the pandemic happening. But so basically, so basically she, um, you know, she's getting into, she's getting in front of them with things that they're interested in, but the things that are directly related to and, and directly adjacent to, if you will, um, the things that she teaches about. Brilliant. So I think we've covered a little bit why Pinterest works. It's very simple. It really does. It's a search and discovery engine. Now let's get into a little bit of the nitty gritty and just without overwhelming people. So let's say we have someone now who's like, okay, I really want to try this. Now, both of us, we are fans because it doesn't take a huge budget to create yep. traction on Pinterest. Yeah. It's never immediate, let's be very frank, but I think after three to six months of consistency, you can definitely, I mean, we saw after yep. three months, we definitely saw results. It yep. was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. What exactly, so I think people know what Pinterest is. They yep. kind of know what a pin is, but mm -hmm. what are some best practices? So let's say sure. I am a health coach 
and I have my niche down. So I'm now creating a blog post yep. and I want to make sure that it's found on Pinterest. How, what are the yep. maybe five steps that you should keep in mind? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the framework that I, that I teach about and like to think about Pinterest in is that first of all, that there are like three phases of your Pinterest marketing strategy as a coach. The first phase is the strategic setup. And that's where you're doing a lot of the legwork. You know, you're putting in a lot of um, time and energy in the beginning and clarifying your strategy and getting things set up strategically. Um, the second phase is where you are just really doing the dang thing. You know, you put your, you know, <laughs> yeah. really, you know, you've in, in phase one, one of the things that you've done, and I can go back and kind of talk about this, but is create a, a workflow for yourself so that every month, you know, exactly mm -hmm. what you need to do for Pinterest. It should, I, I teach a system that takes four to six hours per month of your time mm -hmm. and you can do it all in one sitting. You can sit down for half a day, do everything that you need to for your Pinterest for that month and then set it and forget it until the next month and then do it again 30 days later. So phase two is where you have to have that patience and that faith in your uh, strategy and see that strategy through and just do it. So you're just doing your workflow every single month. Um, and I, I think you're right about that three to six month time frame. That's really where people start to start to really see that traction and go, oh, this is really going to work for me. Mm -hmm. um, but not everybody makes it to that three to six month mark because- yeah you have to have a little, you have to have a little faith. It's just the way Pinterest works. It takes time to, uh, for the algorithm to understand what you're pinning about for your um, website to have some domain authority with Pinterest, that kind of thing. And then in phase three, eventually you can get to the point where you can say, okay, now you have like a critical mass of data. You can look at your analytics mm -hmm. in very simple ways and just say, okay, now I can look back and say, okay, what worked for me? Which pieces, which topics are, are performing the best on Pinterest? Which style of Pinterest pin even? Are my pink pins doing better? Are my white pins doing better? You know, whatever, like the minimalist look, mm -hmm. the more. So it's like you can optimize at that point. Getting back to the beginning, because that's, I think, where most people are when they first, you know, usually um, hear about Pinterest for coaches. With that first phase, that setup, the strategic setup phase, there's, there really are three, I consider sort of three steps in that phase. The first one is the keyword optimization and the keyword research. Mm -hmm. um, and um, when people hear me say that, sometimes I see them go, oh. Yeah, it's like, because <laughs> you have blazing eyes. Like, it's really? like tuned out, babe. Yeah, you know, like, these oh, people, I really, listen, like, right, right, right. Take two um, seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and I know, because people really, especially people who are coaches who are coming over from a social media, especially Instagram, because <laughs> yeah. in, Instagram and, and Pinterest are from the outsider's perspective, they can look similar, okay, um, but so they really, they couldn't be more different in terms of strategy. I mean, okay. they're both filled with beautiful images and we love that about them, but that's where the similarities <laughs> end. Yeah. yeah. So um, when almost, almost uh, without fail, when clients and course students come to me and they have started Pinterest, the reason why, they started and didn't gain traction is because they jumped right into the visuals. They started pinning. Um, and step one of that setup phase is really your keyword uh, piece. So you need to, like we talked about earlier, get clear on who you want to be in front of, brainstorm a list of what you think that person might be searching for around your topics, which does take some clarity. And that's oh, yes. why it's important for people to um, gain some clarity about who their ideal client is uh, mm -hmm. before jumping into really any marketing strategy, right? But certainly this one. 
And I, uh, I'm shamelessly yeah. plugging in a little promo here to my yeah. first masterclass, which is just about branding and niching. You should definitely look into that because that's why I walk you through that. Promo over. Okay, back to you. <laughs> no, it's like, so you cover, do you cover like, um, like messaging essentially yes. in that? Like who your ideal client is and how to- Ideal client, what, niching, right. what branding is, taglines, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Cool. One of the things, oh, just a little bit of a tangent on that. One of the things I think is such an interesting part of that is thinking about- meeting your client where they are and mm -hmm. um, thinking about what it is that they believe their problem is and messaging around what they think they, their problem is not what you know their problem is, you know, not those oh, yeah. they have no problems. Clue. The, right, right. Yes. <laughs> and especially in yeah. the health sector, we are a little bit um, damaged when we graduate in air quotes because mm. we've just been bombarded with all these lingo, that yeah. health-based lingo, which yes. our clients would never use. Like, yes. Never. Yes. So it takes a little bit of deprogramming yes. yes. <laughs> to, to find normal language again instead right. of health coach jargon let's put it that way and yeah. you absolutely have to be able to find that normal language in your messaging in order to be able to target people on pinterest because people are just everyday people searching for solutions to their problems and they're searching for the solutions that to the problems that they believe they have not the yeah. ones that you think they might have that are underlying so but getting back <laughs> to keywords um so getting clear on that brainstorming a list of what you think they're searching for making sure that really is what you think what you know they're searching for not what you think they should be searching for um, and then doing keyword research on the Pinterest application itself, like actually doing keyword research in Pinterest, mm -hmm. finding out what keywords are being searched around mm -hmm. the topics that you teach about and help with. Um, and that's important too, because if you create content and use keywords on your profile that no one's searching for, then you're not going to get discovered. Nobody's going to find you. Exactly. Right? Um, and then incorporating those keywords into six areas of your profile. There are six areas right now of your Pinterest profile where you can add keywords. Um, and you basically just, there are different techniques to use in those different six areas. Um, and you need to plug them in basically to those areas as that first exactly. step in the process. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what people sometimes don't even bother with. But if you go mm -hmm. to Pinterest, you have your description, for example, that's yep. primo real estate people. Right. Even right. The, the way that you name your picture has, you can name your picture that you're going to upload. That's already yep. SEO. Then you have each board has a description. So these yep. are things that are really, really important. And I find a lot of us, we just hurry in there and we yep. neglect how consistently right. these, these little spots are working. Right, right. And not to not to harp on it too much, but the you know, the keywords are how you connect on Pinterest mm -hmm. to your ideal action taking client. Yeah. Um that is so it's there they are literally key. They they are if you don't do the keyword piece, then the rest of your strategy um will likely fail and you will have wasted time on the rest of the pieces. So it really is important to start with that keyword stuff. Um mm -hmm. And so those six areas of your profile need keywords. And then once you've optimized, keep your keyword optimized your profile, then you can come turn to the visuals and work on things that are um, like, you know, your profile photo and actually adding pins that stop the scroll when people are going, you know, scrolling through and pins that send a very quick message about what your content is about. So that when someone is scrolling through, they'll see yours, you know, mm -hmm. it'll, they'll stop because they know it's for them. They know what you're trying to get across. The messaging really behind those visuals too. Um, and then the third step of the setup is creating that workflow for yourself and yeah. 
creating a workflow that is going to be easy to do every month so that you can do that four to six hours of work every month and set it and forget it and know that you are on the right path and have faith in it so that you will be able to be consistent over time and be able to see those, you know, see those results. So mm-hmm. I, I actually, I teach four pillars of Pinterest success. The first one is keywords. The second one is visuals that convert. The third one is consistency. And that's where that workflow comes in. And then the fourth one is time because you do have to yeah. give it time. So consistency right. and time really kind of go together because if you can be consistent right. over time, you know, then it's like time is going to pass. So you might as well, you know, do the work consistently that you exactly. set yourself up to because do. Because if you right? don't do anything, nothing will happen. So oh, I yeah. totally agree. Right, so I have right. two things to add on to this. Number one is yeah. a little resource that I really like to use and hopefully is going to help you guys out there too. And it's called Answer the Public. So you go to answerthepublic.com and basically what you do, you type in your keywords and usually it's one or two words, maybe three. So let's say weight loss, right? And it will basically pull up all the different things that people type into Google or another Mm -hmm. all over search engine. And you will be surprised how differently people twist things, but this is Mm -hmm. literally where I copy paste the titles for my blog posts, or if I'm not inspired for a blog post, which doesn't happen now anymore because I have my strategy more in place, but sometimes it does happen. Then you can just go there and you will see the questions that are asked and create a blog Mm -hmm. post based on demand, which is really, really powerful and will help with interest as well. Cool. Other thing that I have is a question for you, actually, because we noticed okay. that on Pinterest, you can have a scheduler. One of the most, I think there's probably several ones, but I know that one of the most popular mm-hmm. ones is called Tailwind. Yep. And we saw that there's quite a big of a difference whether you manually go into Pinterest and interact or whether you use scheduled only. Both work, um, still much better than anything else, but there was a huge discrepancy though. And it does take time. So my assistant mm-hmm. for Pinterest is literally in there every day, taking 10 to 15 minutes and pinning and, you know, following others and, you know, engaging. Mm-hmm. And we really saw that there was a difference. Is that just in our heads or is that true? <laughs> uh, when you, when you say engaging, do you mean commenting, liking? Um, not even commenting, but literally okay. Okay, pinning good. on boards, following others or yeah. taking pins and from other boards into our collection. Like just yeah. what, yeah. Tailwind would do automatically. Yeah. When we do it manually, we just see that there's a lot more traction. Interesting. Um, yeah. So just to just to clarify for the audience, um, with Pinterest, you don't there isn't when we say engage, we you know you don't need to comment, you don't need to no. like other people's things, you don't need. No, 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 there's no, no, you're not community building on Pinterest. You're growing no. an audience on Pinterest, and it, it's just you know because I think when people hear engage, I just want to make sure. So. Um, Here's the the thing about that is that every once in a while I have heard of someone's account and they've tested it and they find that manual pinning seems to work better for their process and that they are getting better results. Um, It's very, it's out of the ordinary for me to hear that. And um, typically I, I personally am a proponent of Tailwind because again, I, I feel as though as a coach, um, course creator, service provider type, it's important to have a workflow where you can sit down for those four to six hours, schedule everything out. And yeah, for sure. It's definitely better than nothing. Right. Like, for yeah. sure. I mean, results yeah. were still astonishing. Like they were uh-huh. still <laughs> mind blowing yeah. in comparison to anything else that I've ever tried. And I've tried it all. I have to say. Yeah. So um, in, in, okay, yeah. 
um, and in most, so in most niches, the majority of niches, and um, so I'm involved in like um, a Pinterest marketing mastermind um, with a, a guru in the industry. And so I'm constantly social listening and working with other Pinterest strategists and other people who are doing Pinterest. And almost across the board, people don't typically see a better result from manual pinning. Okay. Um, and Pinterest Pinterest has actually said um, as an organization that using tailwind and manual pinning are not different, that their algorithm does not favor manual pinning or pinning directly on Pinterest over pinning through tailwind or buffer or whatever scheduling software yeah. you use. Whereas just, yeah. on Facebook, right? And Instagram, oh. we know, especially on Facebook, that they don't like you using a third-party scheduler. No. But that's not the wisdom on Pinterest. On Pinterest, they have no problem. You know, They've said that their algorithm does not favor manual pinning. All right, interesting. That being said, it may not be in your head or imagining it because I have occasionally heard people who do feel they get better results that way. Um, I mean, it's not just, uh, we literally compare, because it's easy. Like Pinterest is mm -hmm. one of the easiest platforms to look at analytics. So you can yeah. well see yeah. what happened, but it's not, yeah. it wasn't over a time span of months. Let's say it was three or four weeks that we've compared and it was interesting. Yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah. still dive into that, but it's good to clarify for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing I was going to say is that you really, in order to really know for sure, if anything, including manual pinning versus automated pinning is working more for you, you have to be doing it for probably at least a two year period, maybe a year. Um, but this year I'd say two years because we're in a very unprecedented time. Um, and so what happens too, is that there, there are certain topics that have a certain amount of seasonality so it's hard to know for sure if your manual pinning is really what changed or if the trends for those particular searches were going up and down or if there were other factors that may have played into things. Um, it's true. I, I mean, everyone is at home pinning like crazy right now. So it's correct. just like probably organic engagement that's gone up. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of people who are um, having, you know, trouble with health issues um, and who are spending more time on self-care as well right now. Mm -hmm. We know that. We actually know that just by looking at the Pinterest trends and seeing what people are searching. The, the, like the terms um, like self-care checklist, like shot through the roof. Um, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> along with working out at home and, you know, certain topics that are, are around health coaching. Um, right around that, you know, March date when the pandemic like hit, you know, when the, when the NBA canceled their season, everyone was like, oh, this is real, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then um, also because probably at least partially, if not mainly because of the pandemic, um, Pinterest experienced um, several weekends in a row that were its top uh, pinning weekends ever. It just, yeah. And the record just kept going up and up like every weekend blew the last weekend out of the water. So there was just more going on on Pinterest. More people were searching and using Pinterest and more people were searching for topics around self-care and health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's that, probably, I'm, I have to check. That may have played into it. Um, yeah. So anyway, not to get too far into the weeds with you on it, but I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> but it's an interesting fact that you need to keep in mind yeah. if you're looking at numbers and take decisions on that for sure. Mm -hmm. Seasonality. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think this has been really, really helpful. And I think the main message oh. is definitely that this is not a quick chat, follow tribe group kind of thing. It is different. I think it is very powerful in the long-term mm -hmm. game, which everyone should yeah. be in for anyway. But yeah. it does, there's a couple, as we discussed, I think we're very clear on you have to be clear in your messaging and your niching. You have to Correct. be 
to me, the second step is always that you have to be clear on your numbers and packaging because when people start to find you, you need to be able to sell to them. Yeah. And then it is a great, great tool I find for people who don't want to be as stressed on yes. having to comment every day or having to post every day. Yes. Can batch it, which is my favorite thing to do. I batch all my yep. content yep. all the time because I'm a lazy person and I don't want to do anything. So <laughs> obviously if you are like me and you know that you're not going to be the most consistent and mm -hmm. that your zone of genius is not in figuring out Pinterest, yeah. then you can hire someone who does it for you yeah. or you can learn it yourself if you think this is your jam. Or if you're like me, I love to invest in courses and have my mm -hmm. VA actually take the courses. Or yep. my so Jaina, yeah. you have things like that. Yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your suite of products is that people right now are like super yeah. hungry, hopefully, to get in person. Yeah, yes. Yeah, my business is definitely, um, again, with the, I think things have, uh, with the pandemic too, I think just a lot of people at home have more time to spend on their marketing and whatnot. So I've definitely had a, a big uh, in, like surge of um, people looking for, for Pinterest marketing help for sure. Um, so I basically offer three different, um, ways to learn about Pinterest and to get your Pinterest set up strategically to be able to generate, um, leads and clients and to grow your audience. I do have a done for you service. Um, and I do typically about one of those per month. Um, I also offer a course where, so I've distilled all of my, um, everything that I do in that done for you offer. Yeah. Down into my, uh, my course and that's called Pinterest with purpose. And it's been around um, for about a year and I update it regularly. Um, it's, uh, it's basically, you know, just distills all the methods down so that you know step by step by step each step to take in that setup phase that I was talking about earlier, that phase one where you're setting things up strategically. So it demystifies everything, teaches you everything that you need to know um, about the strategy and then shows you exactly step by step how to do the keyword research, how to create pins that convert, um, how to create that workflow, everything. So it's, uh, it's there and it's called Pinterest with purpose and you can find it on my website. It's janaomedia.com. So it's J-A-N-A-O media.com. Um, I also do have a free uh, resource that I would love to offer to anyone who just wants to kind of dip a toe in um, and find out whether Pinterest might be good for, you know, for their niche mm -hmm. and whether it's something that might work well for their marketing repertoire. Um, so I mentioned earlier that with your keywording, once you have done your keyword research, you need to add those keywords to six areas of your profile. And mm -hmm. so right now, um, if you go to my website, um, again, it's janaomedia.com, you can grab a swipe file that I have available for free. It's the six areas where you're, you know, that you need to keyword in order to attract your ideal client on Pinterest. Um, and it basically gives you like kind of like Mad Lib style swipe copy for those six areas of your profile where you can add those keywords. So it tells you exactly how to write a bio, how to write your, the, the name of your profile, how to write uh, pin descriptions, how to choose your board titles because those are keyword yeah. um, optimized, need to be, how to write your board descriptions, and there's one other one. <laughs> um, so, right, yeah, no, I, I'm not trying to withhold it. I just can't remember it right now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it works. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I wanna know. Um, right. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's there somewhere in my subconscious, no, but it's definitely on the, on the cheat sheet. So it's a cheat sheet slash swipe file um, and it's free and it's like six pages long and it just basically gives you examples of all of those different areas of your profile where you can add your keywords and shows you how to do it. So okay. it's really easy to grab and it's right there. Right now it's uh, living on my homepage. Um, but if anyone's listening to this in the future, it also lives at janaomedia.com forward slash Pinterest keywords.
and you can grow it there. And we'll have that in the show notes yeah. as well, as right. well as all of Jenna's social media platforms. I believe I asked for them, I'm pretty sure. Bear with me. No, I didn't. Why didn't I? Did oh. I? No, I didn't. Um, I don't remember if I sent them to you. Oh, no, you just on my end too. The, your Instagram handle. Okay. Yeah. And actually, I mean, my handle on really all social is the same. It's oh, Jenna perfect. O so Media. So it makes it easy. It's Instagram, Jenna O Media, Facebook, Jenna perfect. O Media. Yep. Perfect. So you will have all of that in the show notes. If you go to the Great. blog and you'll find Jenna's interview here, you can watch us, you can just listen to us and you can read us whatever suits you best and go on and download that checklist. I'm definitely going to do that right now and send it to Great. myself. I'm lazy. Love it. Awesome. But thank you so much for being yeah. on this episode and sharing all of this knowledge. I think it is, I'm really excited about Pinterest right now. Yes. And it's yeah. a step yeah. that I really think is cheap it mm -hmm. does cost a little bit of time but if you bootstrap i think this is perfect yeah so thank you so so much i hope you yeah. have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you you too guys we'll see each other in the next episode bye all right and here is what i usually forget at the end of every episode so first off thank you so much for listening and taking the time to tune in we really 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 appreciate it now don't forget that i've written a book with everything you need to know about growing and building a business online it's called we mean business the practical guide for creative entrepreneurs coaches and small businesses to build your brand and grow your business online. You can find it on Amazon, but also in other online bookstores and on my website. Also, please make sure that if you want to stalk me, you follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube or Twitter or Pinterest or TikTok. And if there was anything in this episode that you learned, that you found entertaining, that made you giggle, then I would be over the moon if you'd left us a five-star rating. These ratings go a long way for more people to tune in and make sure that you follow the podcast as well to share the love and to have more people find it. Thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks time for a new episode.